Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today, we have the energetic Siobhan Moran, who is a business advisor, master coach, and energy thought leader. Siobhan has helped over 15,000 people achieve their epic life and success. When entrepreneurs feel they can't go further amid challenges and multiple odds, Siobhan's techniques and principles bring clarity, simplicity, and become that extra force they need to succeed. Having gone through the anguish of the pharmaceutical industry, Siobhan understands this situation perfectly well and has been able to combine her corporate experience, rapid growth expertise, and also a uniquely different approach to lift entrepreneurs from the dredges of stagnation. She uses energetic techniques and principles to grow and help innovative small businesses into big conglomerates by refocusing and shifting to clarity procedures in their workforce and positioning each achieve giant strides in their sphere of influence, profit and results on every front. Siobhan today talks to us about a fair share of disappointments, failures, losses and near-death struggles to a point where she felt nothing was important anymore. She was lost about where her life was headed until she figured the missing link was right inside of her. This was her long-awaited turning point. So get your energy ready to be inspired by this wonderful woman. Enjoy. Today we have the most amazing lady on the show, Siobhan Moran. How are you today, Siobhan? I'm awesome. That's awesome. I was just saying you have a beautiful accent. You probably think I've got an accent. No, I'm kind of like one of those one of those people who I kind of don't hear it unless it's so so thick I cannot understand it. So I'm really it's really cool that you think I have an accent. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> so and you do and where are you from, if you don't mind me asking? I'm, I live in California and I'm originally from the other side of the United States in very cold country. (laughs) Right. Okay. So I I was thinking what we could do is get started with, uh, let's unpack Siobhan because we were talking about some juicy bits around energy. So uh, what's your story? Tell us your story. Yeah. Um, I was you know, super sensitive as a kid, as many kids are, but I got, um, I, I turned that into being super shy and I had this really fascinating thing that I could figure things out really quick. So my mom put me into the, one of the first computer, uh, 
science classes that they had in that region. It was kind of an experimental school. And uh, I was bored in school. So she's like, well, let's do this. And um, so I was a coder by the time I was 14. And it really taught me, um, you know, different ways of thinking. And so that was pretty cool. Went off to college for it. But I had this inside thing that I'd always wanted to do. And I'll talk about that in a second. Um, but one of the things I always wanted to do since I was a kid, we live in California. So I made it here and a couple bumps and bruises along the way. But uh, I made it here. And within a month of moving here, I met the love of my life. And so he asked me to marry him like the first night. And I told him he was a lunatic. Mm-hmm. And um, so what then uh, ensued was a couple, you know, about a year of like back and forth. And every time he saw me, he'd ask me and I was like, no, I'm not getting married. You're alone. I'm not doing this. And finally, I married him and uh, it was better than ever. And a couple years later, he died in a motorcycle accident. So my whole way of thinking and my whole way of what I thought my future was going to be like was just wiped out in one night. So I was pretty lost um, for a long time. But in that lostness, um, there were a couple things that are so important to today. And, you know, maybe they hope it will help your listeners. But one of the things my dad's best friend said to me was, Um, now's the time when you're going to find out who you are and I need you to promise me that you're going to say yes to everything. She said, if somebody calls you at three o'clock in the morning and you pick up the phone and they invite you to go to breakfast or lunch or whatever, and you're going to say yes. If somebody wants you to do something on the other side of the world, you're going to say yes. And she said, I need you to say yes to everything for a while. I think she gave me 90 days or something. And I thought, this is what my head sounded like at the time. I can still remember hearing it. Um, my head said was, okay, fine. Sounds like plan. That's all I could think. That's as yeah. much as my brain can handle. So I said a lot of yeses. And one of the yeses was to um, go and help this company uh, build their organization. Now, I loved entrepreneurs. When I first moved to California, I worked for an entrepreneurial company and I was one of 12 and I was like, oh my God, I get to use computers and I get to use like fun and I get to use all parts of me. And I don't know what this entrepreneur thing is, but I'm doing it. So in that lost phase, I found this company and they, there were five and I came in as a consultant first to, you know, help them with their marketing and kind of get some things straight. And they were giving away basically their store. (laughs) They were in the hole like every month. And I was like, this is nuts. I know how to fix this. <laughs> and I just started going about creating systems and, you know, hiring salespeople and, you know, putting the whole thing together. I loved it so much that I gave away my health. And um, I would spend 16 hours a day doing it. And I was just having a blast. And I was really good at making sure that I you know, kept my lostness, you know, right off to the side and it gave me a purpose. And so we turned that company into a $140 million company in like four years. Wow. Kind of cool. And I built the system, you know, like every piece of it, I had my fingers in and I was like, oh, I got to do more of these. I need this. This is great. This is what I want to do. 
And so I kept finding companies, but the gift that got me to where I am today is I got sick. Um, I was misdiagnosed by uh, a female doctor, which was so bizarre to my brain. And I kept saying, no, there's something else going on. There's something else going on. So I went and searched my own physician, got a physician, and he tried to use, I found out I didn't believe in drugs in this whole little process. I found out I don't take drugs. I apparently never took drugs. I'd walk out of the room of a doctor's office and they'd give me a prescription. I'd rip it up and throw it in the trash. So I kind of went through this like, oh, I don't believe in drugs. It's fun. Mm. And he going to get to today, he gave me this way of eating. And I thought, oh, that's how I've always wanted to eat since I was eight years old. I didn't know it was possible. So all these things started clicking in place. And then I had to have this surgery and surgery saved my life. But there was one problem and I didn't know my body and I didn't understand something important. I didn't understand that you don't, you don't just get up off the hospital room and go back to work and on a plane within 48 hours. You, you know, you take some time, you let, you let things solve. And so I ended up having to sit on my sofa for two months. And I thought, well, if I can build companies, I was stupid about this body thing. And I can build companies. I should be able to fix my body and not have to put anything in it beyond whatever they gave me to stop the poison. And so I started thinking about how I built the company. So I got myself healthy, healed myself, and didn't know that's what it was called. I just got myself healthy. And then I took this class, and this is where it gets fun. Took this class on energy healing. And it was like, oh, you'll learn it in a weekend, and you'll never be sick again. And I thought, that's me. I need that. Makes sense. Energy. It has a train of thought. Yeah, my computer brain is going good. I need this go into class, they're saying all these weird words, doing all these things. And I'm like, what are you lunatics talking about? (laughs) (laughs) I am not going to stay here. You're weird. I'm not doing this. And I thought, wait a minute. If all this ever does is keep me healthy for the rest of my life, I'm good. So I stayed. I actually learned how to meditate. And I went home and they said, practice on somebody. Now, at the time, I was building a little pharma company, helping a pharma company turn around pharmaceuticals. And I went home and I thought, well, I can't tell any of those people. Who can I tell? I'll talk to my dad. He had this thing called a bone spur. Didn't know what it was. And they said it worked on anything. I was like, hmm, okay, let's try this. So he said, what are you doing? I said, I don't know. I'm waving my hands around. Sounds good. They say, if you feel better, great. I was like, just give me a chance. So I tried it. He was walking across the room. He said he tried everything. And I thought, you're lying to me. You're my dad. So he was healthy, and I thought, hmm, I'm a scientist. Let's just see and try to prove this thing doesn't work. So I went around. I would cost people if they were limping or if I overheard them in the supermarket lot. Anywhere I heard somebody having pain, I'd be like, hey, I learned this thing. Want me to try something? Because I don't have to touch you, and you might feel better. Everybody said yes. (laughs) That's amazing. And here everybody is just saying yes, and I'm just trying to prove this thing wrong. I thought, well, okay, it kind of works. That's great. And I was, my hip, my body was healthier than ever. And I thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Go off to Nepal. I'm using my little tools. And uh, there's a lady at Base Camp Everest where we stopped and we're going to turn back around and come down. 
in our group who had a massive stroke. And I go into gear like I know exactly what I'm doing. Now, I'm still pretty green at this stuff. And I worked on this woman for seven hours. And we saw her six days later after we had her um, airlifted out. And she was walking and talking. And I was like, okay, I built companies over here. This happened. This woman's alive because of this one thing I know how to do. And I don't even really know how to do it. This is important. Everybody on the planet needs it. So I've been a little obsessed since about it. <laughs> so fast forward uh, a little bit, a couple companies later, and I was like, wonder if I bet this works in companies. So I started playing around with my sales teams to see if I could get them to use some of the tools, even though they didn't know what they were, uh, to increase sales and to really be more who they were rather than a push you know, pushy salesperson Mm. and sales went up like 35% within like the first 60 days. And I thought, Oh, this is important. So that's when I started combining uh, the two. And then people just kept saying they wanted to hire me to do this thing and, you know, help them. And every single time people would get money, even though that's not what they were coming to me for, they would get money. I thought, Hmm, I wonder why nobody else, that's doing this work really has this kind of little angle and it's because of my corporate background and what I went through. So today what I do is I teach people how their businesses are falling apart or challenged or upside down, whether they're small startup, an idea, uh, or uh, have been around a while and large, uh, how to in, in, uh, implement this into every part of their world so that profits go up, health goes up, uh, harmony goes up. So I call it the physical, mental, emotional, spiritual, relational, and financial. And the reward is just financial. Kind of fun. So that's what I do today. What a story. I have so many questions. I'm sure our listeners have got so many questions as well, Siobhan. So I guess I get for me trying to understand and and for our listeners as well, uh, because I'm sure that they will be reaching out to you after listening to your story. Um, what kind of thing do you look for? So when you're going into an organization, what exactly do you do? Like, do you work with the energy of the company, the energy of the individuals that actually work within the company? I mean, how does it work? Hello? Oops, I'm talking away. Um, I have to work with the CEO or the top management first. And then I can work with some of the other parts of the organization. So it's fascinating because the there's a saying in corporate that says the speed of the leader is the speed of the team. And it's really actually the energy of the leader is the success of the team. Mm. And that has proven out you know, many thousands of times for all of the different folks I've helped. And so we work from the top and if necessary, we work from the bottom, but probably 85% of the time, once we fix it at the top, it kind of magically gets fixed everywhere else. I'll give you an example. Mm, Thank you. So I had this one CEO client, he had tech company and his... (laughs) His tech team, oh, man, they were just making mistakes. Everything was breaking. It just didn't matter. And he was at his wit's ends. And I said, listen, here's what I want you to do. I want you to take me into your meeting. And I want to I want to talk 
to them without ever talking to them. I want you just to have the meeting with them and I'm just going to listen to what's happening. And so I realized that there was a massive disconnect from the top to the person who was going to implement the tech into the code. And it was the language, it was language, it was, it, it was all kinds of things, but first and foremost, it was energy. And as soon as I, he got back to his office and I said, okay, this is what we're going to do. And this is how you're going to handle your energy before you walk in the door uh, tomorrow. And I'm not going to be on the call. You just do this. And within 48 hours, all of a sudden, all of that coding issue that had been going on for months and months and months was like, boom, got the answer. Everything's good. Cool. Yeah, no, I'm just, um, I'm, yes, very cool. Absolutely. Very cool. But what I'm looking at, I guess, for me, trying to say, what is that thing that you make them do for them to create that such a big shift? Right. So generally, generally, you've got a good cop and a bad cop inside of you. And when you're communicating with somebody, you're communicating from what you think the other person wants rather than your own true energetic self. And we actually don't know as humans what our energetic self is because we've been trained to take on other people's stuff mm. in order to get to a result. And so the objective is to get the client into who they really are, who they feel like, and who they're meant to be energetically so that what occurs is that thing of um, people do, things just magically occur. So you can call it law of vibration and law of attraction, but it's really higher than that. It's really the core of each person, each human has something that is meant to resonate to the other person on the other side of them, no matter what circumstance that is. And nine times out of 10, probably even more than nine, but nine, nine times out of 10, that is out of sync. And so I give them tools on how to get that back in sync, or I will do it for them if the circumstance is such as the tech thing. And he'll do his part. I'll do, you know, I'll do the heavy lifting so we can get the movement ahead. And then I teach what I did to them so they don't need me because I don't want somebody to be dependent on me. And that's mm -hmm. what I discovered in this little energy world was everybody was like, they'd come back with the same thing. And I was like, no, 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 I'm from corporate we got to fix this and you got to learn how to do this because I'm not doing this for you forever. <laughs> yeah, no. And we were just having that conversation. I agree with that. So is it almost like they're tapping into their higher self and then the tools you give them are, are what exactly? Um, so rather than tapping into their highest self, it would be, um, look at it like this. The, the windshield drive, the car drives through a, a whole a whole flock of bees or bugs or birds, and the, all of a sudden the windshield gets really, really mucky. Or you go off-roading and you can't really see out, and then you put your wipers on, and it just mushes it everywhere, and, and it just makes a mess, and you still can't see. And so you have an inside uh, windshield and you have an outside windshield, and it's cleaning those up. So that what occurs is that true alignment and resolution. So alignment occurs and the highest self is part of it, but it's the true alignment with, you know, earth and air, all of the elements, fire, air, water, uh, fire, 
fire, air, water, and earth, right? Mm. And so when they all become, when you become that true unit of you without others attached to it, you can actually communicate better from who you really are rather than trying to get somebody to love and like you. That's the personality that's in the love and like. That's really fascinating. So basically tapping into your internal elements. Right. And, and getting them aligned to your ex, to the external elements, which you have two, you have two different ways to do it. And it's really, uh, it sounds complicated. It is complicated, but it's really just starting with getting grounded. Um, because nine times out of 10, we're still living from some sort of trauma, worry, fear, anxiety. We're walking into any circumstance, assuming people won't like us. They won't love us. They won't want us. They'll reject us. We've got all of these energy templates, forgetting the mind, right? We've got all these energy templates overlaid and the person on the other side of us, they'll yell at us and we're like, wait a minute, but they're responding to the energy template, not yeah. even to the personality. Mm. Do you know, I'm, I'm a true believer in that. I always say that it's the, you know, when people um, show up a certain way, so it's their energy, the behavior, it's not really who they are. And I think mm -hmm. that to me, I look at it this way, it's, um, uh, you have to understand what they're thinking about, what they're feeling for them to show up that way. And so you kind of reverse engineer the whole process. So they're getting internal of themselves to be able to connect with that part of themselves to actually unpack that and actually work through it. But it's, it's, um, oh, I'm so intrigued with what you do. And on that, I guess, you know, what drives you to do what you do? Ooh, great question. Um, you know, that one thing of seeing that woman walking and talking, you know, was the first, the first of a, a several. Um, uh, I remember seeing this, I don't know, this thing when I was meditating and it was like all of these little, all of these souls that just needed this information. And I remember seeing it and I was like, wow, I wonder if I could just be, you know, just be a little drop in the bucket to help, you know, help some of them because this is going to change everybody's lives if they learn how to just some super basic fundamentals in order to have a better life. And if they want to come for the great, um, but if I could just do that, then I'd be good. So I remember, you know, that in a meditation. And so I really, I think that's the, are you still there? Yeah, of course I am. I'm just intrigued with what you're talking about. Great. Um, so that's kind of the thing that I, I guess you'd say operate from. Mm. Um, I love seeing people get results. I love knowing that I have left brain, right brain skills that, very few people on the planet has, and I can communicate it in a way that's not too, as I say, woo woo. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it can be spoken in corporate and take all of the people on both sides of the fence and get them to have uh, a collaborative uh, conversation and move ahead. So do you ever get any resistance going to a corporation? Because I myself have been in corporate for 22 years. And uh, like we were having a conversation before we started recording the show, that uh, when you're actually in that kind of environment, it is a little bit, the way that you need to speak about it, it's almost have to be a scientific approach and not to metaphysic approach, I guess. Do you find that yourself, that you get sometimes a little bit of resistance or none at all? No, none. No, none at all. 
And it's, and it's, uh, I'm certain that it's attributed to my, my certainty, um, my depth of understanding and knowing the possibility of where they can come from and then just helping them find a language set mm. that makes sense for their brain. Yeah. So Siobhan, with um, your journey or an adventure, I'd like to call it, what has been the greatest <laughs> lesson that you have ever learned? Oh my goodness. Um, the greatest lesson. Wow. Big topic, girl. Um, <laughs> you know, I would really just go back to uh, the one that got me here is the death of my husband is life is too dang short not to be doing what you're here to do, mm. no matter how scared you are, no matter if it's right uh, in the way of other people seeing it and expressing it it's because I'm definitely do something that nobody else I've ever met does and um and I've had a lot of people say oh you should go this way and I'm like yeah but this energy thing is so critical to the planet's uh shift that I have to just do my little tiny part if it's just one then fine but um I really operate from this could be my last second yeah Wow, that's amazing. So it, you're living your your day-to-day as if this is your last day and that's living it to the fullest, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I definitely get human and fail at it sometimes, but um, a great example would be I, I have a whole bunch of books I've written and they haven't gotten out there because cor- I like corporate, so I like systems and we've been systematizing a whole bunch of things and uh hadn't released them soon enough and had was out skiing and <laughs> got whacked pretty hard and i remember thinking hmm this could be this could be the one i might go hmm fascinating and i remember thinking wow if i decide to come back i better get those dang books out so a month later i just started putting them out fantastic <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah so and and not and working with so many organizations, companies, corporates, what do you think is the number one reason that most individuals fail to succeed? I really think it's because they're trying to be someone they're not and they don't know how to speak from, you know, a heart-placed way that's really uh, forceful and then stay in the conversation so most people quit or give up or give in. Mm. And um, then once they're out of corporate, they do that again in their own business. And then it just creates all of this other drama and trauma. So it's the, you know, there's a, a lot of quitting going on because of the inability to feel or be who you really are. Mm. Yeah. And I think that sometimes it's also, you know, with a lot of the women that we've had uh, on the show, we talk about, you know, when you have that inclination of this is it, you know, I can't do this anymore. And when really, you know, you're like three feet away from gold, it's how do you <laughs> keep persisting and persisting? And, and then when there's signs that show up over and over again, you know, do you take those as like, is the universe giving me a sign right now that maybe I should go in a different direction? Or So I think sometimes it can be overwhelming with the amount of information you receive as to what do you need to do. 
I think that what occurs is we do this, what I call polling, P-O-L-L-I-N-G, meaning we go and ask people for a whole bunch of pieces of information when we actually know exactly what to do. And we're looking for somebody to give us an easier solution or suggestion or talk us out of it. And we already know. We've already had that conversation. We already know. Mm. And yet these other people, I call it, they poop on our party. And they're pooping on the real party. <laughs> and then you get really confused and chaotic and you can't figure out which way to go. Mm. Yeah, that's so true, so true. And, I mean, the thing is we ha- I was having this conversation just last night actually just about because uh, I myself have, have made some major business decisions, but it took me quite some time to get here. But the moment I made the decision, it was like the universe was collaborating with me and everything just went smooth sailing. But I think uh-huh. it's when you're at that crossroad and you're indecisive, not knowing where to go, which which path to go down, that's when it can be a little bit confusing. Yeah, I, I, I think I think something important happens that in that crossroads, we're in the process of quitting. Yeah. And my little, you know, experiment that, that has proven out to be pretty good over all these years is that you just keep saying yes and things totally work in your favor. It's mind-blowing what can happen when you keep saying yes. And stop doing the back and forth because we actually do know. Mm. We it, it, here, Here's science. Science has proven that we actually know within five milliseconds. And if we don't marry the idea in five milliseconds, we go back. Mm. So true because you can feel it in your heart. You can feel it in your gut. But then your mind gets in your way. And this is where I say we get in our way. And we have this internal dialogue where you start having this conversation. You're talk, talking yourself out of yourself out of making that decision that you know in your heart you need to make. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. It really it really changes the game and it keeps you in pain. Mm. So true, so true. So Siobhan, what advice would you give your younger self? Hmm. I wouldn't change a thing because um, then I wouldn't be who I am. Mm. So I, I don't think I could change a thing. What, what, what advice would I give myself? Um, yeah, I think about that question a lot going, is that really a question I know how to answer? Because everything that I do right now is uh, a result of what I've gone through. Mm. So I'd say um, just uh, don't let anybody poop on your party. I think that's really what it would be. Don't let anybody poop on your party. I love you it. You know what's right. I love it. That should be your quote up in lines on a billboard. <laughs> don't let anyone poop on your party. I just love it. It's got a bit of a rhyme to it as well. Right? <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. So what we do, Siobhan, with every woman of inspiration on our show, we ask uh, them to pick one word that best describes your personal brand. So what would be that one word for you? Um, I would say it's ener- it's two, but it's one word in my world, energetic solutions. Yeah. I thought to myself, it's got to be energy, something with energy. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's two, but in my world, I think of it as one. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing that we do uh, as we wrap up the show, we always ask our woman of inspiration to share three golden nuggets for our listeners. So what would be those three shiny golden nuggets that you would like to share with our listeners? Mm, I would say uh, 
drink more water. That's the first most important piece because you can't have good energy actually if you don't drink more water. Um, the second one would be learn how to get grounded. Um, we'll give you something in a bit that will help you learn to do that in a way that nobody else teaches and, uh, that you could do in a second and don't believe, um, somebody when they're telling you to do something and it feels, I call it wonky, Mm. you know, it feels like it's clunky and wonky, you know, go back to your to your heart it's got the answer and you're just going to try to talk yourself out of it because it looks hard Mm. so I'm intrigued I love them all with your grounding piece um what how do you do that yeah so uh it's um you you stand or sit it's easier if you're standing, but if you can be sitting and you can do this anywhere, take seconds, put your left two fingers under your nostrils, your right palm under the nape of the base of the neck, put your tongue in the roof of your mouth, close your eyes, take a breath. And when you're in, you can kind of feel it like go clunk, 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 clunk. Kind of feels like you're heavier. Uh, And then the left thumb on the right earlobe, the right thumb on the left earlobe, close your eyes, take a breath. Again, you can feel yourself kind of clunk in. And the left and last one is right wrist over left wrist, like left ankle over right ankle. Again, take a breath. I am doing this as you're taking me through it, by the way. Mm-hmm. Mm, love it. Thank you so much. That's great. Now I'm going to ask you, how can our listeners find you? Oh, yeah. So we have this really awesome toolkit that's going to help you all take another step in your own personal journey. Yes, there's some questions you want to answer them. They're for you. Um, and it's called our Epic Life Toolkit. So you can text it to uh, 949. I know you're in another country, but it'll be okay. 949. 949- Two one four four two nine four. I think it goes one nine four nine two one four four two nine four. And text the word tool t o o l k i t. Um, and so then what that does for you is that gives you that, and then it takes you into the videos of those uh, exercises. And I'm going to say they're the best videos that we could ever give. So I hope you get it. Thank you. That is so kind of you. And I'm going to check it out myself. Thank you so much for your time, your energy. And I am sure uh, you'll have lots of people from Australia make contact with you because it was, um, yeah, I'm intrigued, very intrigued. So thank <laughs> you so much for your time and energy, darling. Thanks, Catherine. Can't wait to meet you in person. No, thank you so much. Thank you. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.